This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with David Eby. He paid a visit to the Lieutenant Governor yesterday, and she asked him to form a government. So I guess it's pretty much he just needs to be sworn in now. Yeah, this is only the second time since... Well, well, 24 years where someone in a, in a sitting caucus goes to be the next premier without facing an election. So the last time was Christy Clark back in 10 years ago in 2012. And now uh, we did it three times in the 90s with the NDP. You had Glenn Clark succeed Harcourt, Dan Miller succeed Clark, Dosange succeed uh, Miller, all without facing an election. Uh, you had Banners and Marita Johnson do that in the 80s, all without facing an election. But this first time since Clark, where a member of a government caucus has gone to the government house and is emerged as the next premier without facing the electorate. So it was a bit of a historic day yesterday. We I talked to Evie yesterday. There was only four reporters there. He said he had um, a nice tea with the lieutenant governor and delicious pastries. Um, That's kind of traditional, right? <laughs> yeah, cup of tea and some cup of tea and pastries, and she asked him before the next government. No, sw- no firm date yet on the swearing in, but we're led to believe it's going to be uh, unless there's. You got something there? Oh, I, I got. Well, let's listen to a clip of what he had to say on that precise okay. point yesterday. So here's David Eby emerging from government house yesterday. Here's what he had to say about his meeting with the lieutenant governor. I was just in with the lieutenant governor, and uh, we had a wonderful conversation. She. Uh, has invited me to uh, form government, uh, which is obviously uh, exciting, and uh, and I can't wait to get to work. My hope is to be sworn in uh, before the end of the session, so that I'm able to be in the legislature and uh, able to introduce some key pieces of legislation. Okay, so that's a pretty you know getting up and running pretty quick if he wants to be sworn in and start introducing bills right away. Yeah, so the swearing in we expect it to be during the break week at the legislature it was the week of November seventh. That's the Remembrance Day week. Oh. So we expected November eighth or ninth. But I did ask him. I said, "Really, you're going to bring in legislation that has not already been introduced? You don't write these bills in a day." Uh, he didn't really provide a, a clear answer, but I learned subsequent to that, that there has been some work being done already on mm-hmm. bills that I think predate the leadership race when he was still the AG and the housing minister. So I think there's going to be a bill on housing uh, that has already been crafted uh, for maybe for that an, Maybe that anti-flipping tax? Could be the what anti-flipping be? tax, could be government powers to overreach or, uh, the municipal municipalities when it comes to zoning issues. So He's got some pretty broad promises when it comes to housing that would widen the scope of powers to the provincial government over municipalities. Maybe that's part of the bill, maybe not, but maybe it's the flipping tax. It could be. Okay. Do you think the Liberals are licking their chops here? They want to get at this guy. Maybe the Liberals are happy he's going to be sworn in this session. Get at him. Get after well, him. Well, they're, the they're already using him in question period. Every, every question is about the tainted leadership the tainted premier, yeah, yeah. you know, it's everything's about David Eby. Uh, John Horgan ceases to exist in, in question period because he's yesterday's guy and everything's about Eby going forward. So the Liberals have already crafted all their attack strategy around David Eby. Okay, later on this hour, I'll be speaking to the mayor of Smithers. Mm. Now, this is a town that's on edge right now after you had a whole bunch of police vehicles and government vehicles set on fire an ambulance, yesterday. An ambulance was set on fire. 
What is the point of burning an ambulance? Well, I don't. They so far no no one's emerged to uh, claim credit for this or discredit. Uh, but again, you can't help but note there's been violence up there related to the coastal gas link pipeline, right? Where protesters have attacked. Um, workers, and you've got also protesters claiming the RCMP is attacking them. So it's been a a source of some pretty intense uh, showdowns up there. And Ellis Ross yesterday, the MLA for the BC Liberals, former high slit chief, firm backer of the project up there, he draws a direct link between the protesters and these attacks. Yeah, like the earlier attack that happened back in February, this is where like 20 people Mm -hmm. in disguise are wearing masks attacked a coastal gasoline pipeline work site, mm-hmm. and no arrests. Now, that happened near Houston, B.C., which is not far from Smithers. I mean, this is really sort yep. of ground zero up here with this pipeline construction. So, I mean, when you take a look at this, you get like eight vehicles set on fire overnight. It, it does have, it, it has the hallmarks. Oh, no does question. It not? No yeah. question it's linked to the, the, to the pipeline protest. It sure seems that way. Let's listen to Ellis Ross on it here. So the Liberal MLA... He has no doubt about what's going on here with these vehicles set on fire yesterday. You'll hear the Solicitor General, Mike Farnworth, here as well. At first, it's Ellis Ross. Have a listen. We already saw the eco-terrorists do something similar to pipeline workers. What was it, over a year ago, and nothing happened. What took place this morning is absolutely uh, reprehensible and disgraceful. It's criminal activity. Okay, but are they going to charge anyone? They didn't charge well, they anyone to, in that first one. They have to find the culprits first, yeah. and that seems to be an elusive quarry. Uh, they're wearing masks. There's no. There's very little video surveillance footage and, and such. The RCMP continue to beaver away on the file, but the Crown can't lay a charge until the police arrest someone, and so far it doesn't seem to be in the cards. I don't know what the point is of, like, it's just intimidation, mm-hmm. like a campaign of fear. Well, like, the what, Coastal Gasoline has been sort of stuck on this last 70 kilometers worth of pipe for some time. I mean, yeah. this, this thing has been it's been going on for years. And it appears the pipeline opponents are determined this is their last stand, is to make sure that last bit of pipe is not laid. They're, Coastal <laughs> Gas Link is making progress on it, but it's it's uh, by inches, not by miles. Yeah, but burning an ambulance, I don't think, oh, is going to get you anywhere. Now, one well, of the, they have no public sympathy. Well, one of the police vehicles that was that was burned yesterday, and this was in the report yesterday by global reporter Kamal Karmali, did, did a good job in this story, pointed out that one of those RCMP vehicles did have a, a sticker or logo on it that indicated it was part of a, like an, an, energy, an energy incident response unit. Like they've got an actual dedicated RCMP squad up mm-hmm. there that will respond to, you know, protests, vandalism, you know, these kind of attacks. So, you know, but that's just, that was just one vehicle that was burnt. Then they burned like hydro, a hydro vehicle. Yeah, park yeah. service vehicle, an yeah. ambulance uh, like who burns an ambulance? Yeah, it's just it makes no sense unless you're part of this fervent, fervent uh, activist crowd that thinks they're saving the world and therefore anything goes. They can do anything they want because okay. the end goal is so desirous. Okay, we have lots more coming up on that story, including the mayor of Smithers coming up. I I could not believe this story that when I saw this yesterday, and I think you feel the same way. Colin Thatcher, the convicted murderer, the former White Saskatchewan uh, cabinet minister, MLA there who was convicted of murdering his wife in very brutal fashion a long time ago. He served over 20 years in jail. He's invited... On the floor. ...to the Saskatchewan legislature. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Uh, It sparked national outrage. What is this guy... I mean, a lot of people are surprised, A, he's still alive, B, he's out of jail... 
But the fact he's on the floor of the Saskatchewan legislature at the at the uh, invitation of a government MLA is just astonishing. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's go back in time here. You'll hear this is this when his wife was murdered. This is how it sounded that night on CBC. Have a listen to this. A bizarre story in Saskatchewan has stunned that province. Joanne Wilson, the former wife of Colin Thatcher, one of Saskatchewan's most controversial politicians, was brutally murdered last night. The body was found in the garage of Wilson's fashionable Regina home last night around supper time. Police said Wilson had been beaten and shot in the head at close range. Okay, so Colin Thatcher, he was convicted of that crime. He spent 22 years in jail out on parole, invited to the, the Saskatchewan legislature yesterday. Now, the MLA who invited him, Keith, was a, a government MLA. His name is Lyle Stewart. He's a member of the Saskatchewan Party, which is ruling Saskatchewan. Yep. And he has put out a statement just a short time ago saying this was an, an error in judgment. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, how he got to, the, to this point initially is, is still bizarre. I mean, obviously he's feeling some heat, probably from his own colleagues saying, come on, you embarrass the entire government here. But again, it raises the question, who, who vets the guest list uh, on the Saskatchewan legislature floor? Pretty sure here in BC, you don't, an individual MLA isn't going to get a, an invitee on the floor unless it goes through a couple of set of eyes. He was there for the throne speech, and the mm-hmm. throne speech focused on a, a crackdown on crime. Yeah. And then you got Colin, th- this Great convicted irony. murderer sitting there. Yeah, we, when we have a throne speech here, there is a, a, guest, a guest list, and people can sit on the floor, but it goes through a number of people. It's just not an MLA adding a, a name, Joe Smith, to a, to a list. It, there's a protocol uh, that kicks in here, evidently, evidently not in the Saskatchewan. That, that's embarrassing. Oh. Uh, anyone out there, by the way, who might think, like, well, he's done his time? You know, when you are convicted of uh, murder, like, as you were sentenced to life, okay, yep. so it's a life sentence, and he's out of jail, but he's still on parole, okay, so he's still serving, basically. And it doesn't time. give you the, you, you don't get on the floor of the Well, of no, the I, can't, I can't believe that. I was just shocked at that yesterday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open. I got open lines here right now. If you phone right now, you're probably going to get through. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Daryl and Coquitlam. Hi, Daryl. Go ahead. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to ask both you and Keith if David Eby, through his campaign, has been receiving any pushback uh, regarding his housing plan of overriding municipalities and overriding 2010 strata buildings from having the ability to restrict the number of rentals within those buildings. And my second comment is, uh, I'm a native of Regina. I was there when Colin Thatcher murdered his wife. 
and I am terribly embarrassed for what the government of Saskatchewan yeah. did. Mm-hmm. That is, you're right. That is an embarrassment is a way to describe it. I guess it was no. one MLA who invited the guy, but like you said, someone should be no. vetting that. Now this is a lapse in judgment. I'm sure his caucus colleagues yelled at him. Mm. Now yeah. to to your point about EB, uh, I asked him. We asked him about this yesterday. He says he's received um, encouragement uh, oh. from uh, newly elected or uh, feedback from uh, subsequent to the election, last municipal elections. But you're right. Uh, when he first announced this this move to really aggressively um, go potentially over the heads of municipalities, the Union of BC Municipalities retweeted it with approval, saying we back this. Hmm. But that's the umbrella organization. If you drill down to local councils, I'm sure there's going to be some pushback uh, from councils. I mean, just look over here. Oak Bay, notoriously anti-development, anti-will not uh, okay uh, housing approvals. Victoria Council has been slow. Vancouver is notoriously slow of pushing developments through. So I think there's bound to be some pushback. Uh, and we'll just see, you know, how that uh, proceeds going forward. As for the ban on rental restrictions in condo development, so basically EB is saying that he would not allow Estrada to bring in a no rental rule. So basically yeah. every condo would be available to rent if the owner wants to rent it out. You can't stop that. There has been a pushback on yep. that. The Condo Homeowners Association of BC, which is the major organization, saying, no, don't do this to us. Yeah, so strata councils are going to be pushing back on this. Some local councils who don't like the fact that what you know he wants to put up to three units on a lot, yeah. three houses on a lot. Well, that brings with it some local issues such as parking such as sewage right. um, that puts pressure on existing infrastructure in the city. So this is going to be an interesting file to watch going forward. Connie in Vancouver. Hi, Connie. Go ahead. Hi. I've talked to you before about this, about the short-term rentals. Yeah. Like one man in Vancouver owned, and he was fined, 31 units in two Yale Town buildings. Wow. Those are hotel rooms he's renting out. They are not mm-hmm. residential. So I said, I went into George Heyman's office pre-COVID. I said, they should ban short-term rentals in strata buildings. Oh, they won't do that. That's what the staff told me. Of course, he was in Victoria then. I, the only thing I can think of is that there's maybe NDP members and um, that have a lot of second homes. Well, some of them do. Some do liberal MLAs have got second and homes. And they want to rent MLAs. them out. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's uh, although it's, that point has been made. Like, why don't you crack down on Airbnb instead yeah. of going after people who, uh, you know, just condo developments that don't want rentals in their condos? Like, most of those condos are full. Like, they're people living in. There. Well, it's interesting. Every election campaign, I get a short-term rental in downtown Vancouver. I get a condo with minimum thirty days, uh, and there's a condo towers. I get bl- blitzed with offers from all these uh, these condos saying, hey, you know, take our place for, for a month. Um, it is, but it, that means no one can live there permanently, and that's that's the issue here. There has been municipal crackdowns on Airbnb, but I, I haven't heard of a provincial And maybe one. that's part of uh, EB's housing package. We'll see. Randy in Vancouver. Hi, Randy. Go ahead. Hi. Thanks very much for taking my call. I was just wondering, uh, curious, if uh, Mr. EB coming in now is going to give uh, some of the people in the back uh, a chance to get into the cabinet. It seems like uh, nobody ever moved in that cabinet unless uh, mm-hmm. somebody's done something wrong. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, good good point. Um, yeah, John Horgan has not had a cabinet shuffle. I mean, he's replaced some retirements, 
but it's basically a stand pat cabinet since 2017. David Evino comes in, and I tell you, that's that's the talk of the legislature. Yeah. What's going to happen to the cabinet? What's going to happen to the deputies? Is how much change will there be? I don't anticipate a huge amount of change, but I think there's going to be some new faces in the cabinet. I would keep your eyes on Andrew Mercier in Langley, mm, yeah. uh, Nikki Sharma in um, in Vancouver uh, Hastings. Yeah. Those are two names. Michael Starchuk in um, in Surrey. Those are the three names I hear more than than anyone. Um, does Ravi Kalon move? Oh, one of the rumors is he's going to be potentially the new finance minister. What do you oh, do with wow. Selena Robinson? Uh, I think Evie could expand his cabinet uh, without much of a, a to-do. The liberals would criticize it, of course, but it might be a two-day news story. He has to maintain gender equity. Um, but there's going to be some new faces. But the, the key question, what do you do with major... Adrian Dix move from health. Does, does yeah. Mike Farnworth move from public safety? I could be surprised if they do, but there's going to be some changes. Thanks a lot. Talk to you tomorrow.